DCM Works, yet another episode where David gets mad. This episode is brought to you by our sponsors over at Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash DCMworks if you want to if you want to help support us. Uh, special thanks, um, I can't speak today, to Brendan A. McQuaid. This podcast is also powered by Hover.com. They make it super easy to register the domain you've always wanted. Uh, you can use our link to grab $2 of credit when you sign up or transfer a domain. That's Hover.com slash U-T-T-C-L-S-P-B. Uh, or you can grab that link in the show note. I honestly do recommend them. Um, they're so much better than Domain.com. Like, they have an interface that I can actually use. Uh, it's not some shitty, uh, you know, bargain bin website template that they've bought. Um, you log in to Hover, and it's just it's so fucking easy compared to everyone else. So I really recommend it. And if you want to get that sweet $2 off and help out the show, uh, that uh, that link is in the show notes. But as always, I will see you guys in the episode. There was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird it as well. It makes one. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I? That had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, won them, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, good. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Off-Riders podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David DCM, creative director, lead writer, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben. Are we still talking about this fucking movie? I know. Like, uh, why? I know. And oh. today, today we're talking about the meaning of Batman versus Superman. Consider this mercy. Tell me. So the way that I basically wanted to talk about two Fuck well two things well all right two things first of all but so whatever you think of the film if you loved it that's fine you're wrong but you're allowed to love it <laughs> you're allowed to love it actually you know some people enjoyed it can, can we, no you know actually I'm glad actually let's just say can this. we can we talk about the trailer for the um what huh? the, the what the super version that's coming out like the the extended uh, the ultimate yeah we'll have to we'll have that's yeah. diamond encrusted shit is still just nah, shit whatever uh, I don't want to think about it but so oh God yeah um. <laughs> You're, you know, you know I'm actually glad that people enjoyed this because that's one of the things that people don't get to do a lot. Like, if you really enjoyed this, I'm glad that someone did because it's always nice when someone gets enjoyment out of something. You know, like, that's good to me. But I wanted to talk about... That was, like, me trying to defend the film. Yeah. <laughs> so what I wanted to talk about is the problem with this film and also the problem with Superman as a character and the problem with Batman as a character, which is why this film doesn't work, aside from all the other problems. But it's not really the film's fault. It's just Zack Snyder misinterpreted the answer to these problems. It's also... Just because Zack Schneider. Um, he's really good at... Uh, he's got a really good skill set when it comes to uh, making... He makes very, very good visual film. But uh, he's not... He, he doesn't excel in every... No, but it's true. Like He doesn't excel yeah. in other areas. Whereas someone like Guy Ritchie is an amazing storyteller but has no talent for visuals. So yeah. like, you kind of get... you know. But so the, the basic premise of the two characters. So Batman is a character who doesn't kill people and the reason he doesn't doesn't is, kill people. No, well the reason he doesn't is that theoretically he's a well this is the problem. So he's like the world's best detective, right? Yeah. So every time he solves a case, he's always right. He's like 99.9% right. Yeah. In the comics, right? So there's hypothetically if he was our court system, he would always be correct. 
So that's when you could probably use the death penalty and be safe because, you know, there's only like a 0.01% chance that you're going to kill an innocent person, right? Yeah. Those are pretty good odds if it's like that or let the well, Joker... You can, just, you can just outlaw capital punishment, which has a 0% chance of killing an innocent. But the, no, but if, but if you lived in a world where you had a character, you, if you, you had a Batman who could literally give you up to that percentage of certainty that that person was guilty, someone like the Joker, if you then just lock him away like Batman does, after about the third time, you'd be like, no, we just need to kill him. He's killing, like, hundreds <laughs> yeah. of people. Yeah, that's true. But because we don't live in that world, capital punishment is bad, right? Yeah. But in their world, there's no real reason why Batman shouldn't kill the Joker if every time he is... And we are 110% certain the Joker's <laughs> guilty of all these crimes. We see yeah. him do them. Yeah. Batman sees... Like, it's not like, oh, what if this is a Joker? No, we see him do it. Yeah. So, he should kill him. But the reason Batman doesn't is because the kind of person he is, his parents were killed when he was an orphan, so he doesn't... He thinks that death is like... That's like a bad way to deal with the problem. Right? He's just a bitch is what he is. Well, he's a hot mess, yeah. right? Like, he ge- genuinely... the He's sort of in the Tony Stark realm of like being a genuine hot... He's an alcoholic... Um, well, in, in the latest incarnation. Um, yeah. He's now got... Well, actually, not the latest, latest. There's only been one issue of that. But they just rebooted the whole universe again in the comics. Oh, that's good. It's actually really good. Um, for one... Well, New for Future was good. Whatever. But so... Uh, comics are fucking dumb. Uh, but so the problem with that character is that you get this character... Like, he's a hot mess. He's an alcoholic. He beats on thugs for basically his own enjoyment. And the one thing he could do to save lives, he refuses to do, right? Yeah. That would probably fuck you up. Like, if you're Batman and you know 110%, let's say in his mind, he's always correct. Because he is the perfect detective. Yeah. He could, in that world, kill anyone and probably be justified if he kills the right people for the right reasons. Yeah. So say it's like, say it's like a bat, like, you become a Batman in this, in this world, presumably, if you get obsessed with I anything. become the Batman. Well, no, but if, in this world, if you get obsessed with any one thing for long enough, you just become that villain. Like, if you really like penguins, you become a penguin. Or if you like staples, you become, like, staple man. Staple That's pretty man. much how that world works, right? <laughs> what would staple man's, like... Well, I assume... Would he just make every staple do that annoying thing where it bends at the leg and doesn't go all the way well, through the I paper? assume he'd have, like, staple that's a, that are guns, but he'd also, like... The, the confrontation with Batman would be that he would, like, staple... Like, he'd have, like, a giant staple, staple is- gun, and he'd staple someone as, like, a prisoner <laughs> um, on top of what I assume would be, like, like a... Um, like a giant building that looks like a report paper. Yeah. And they'd be like, come and get me, Batman. And yeah. the Batman would swing up and he'd be firing staples and shit. But, um, but that idea of you have a villain and you just don't say you kill two people as staples. Sure. And Batman is the world's greatest. He knows you did it. And he knows you'll do it again because he's, you've been in jail once and you broke out and you killed again. And he's like, I know you're going to keep killing people. Yeah. The earnest is then on him to actually kill you because he knows you've done it. 100% certainty. But yeah, he doesn't. But he doesn't. But in that world, he should. So what Zack Snyder did is he went, oh, that's true, Batman should kill people. <laughs> Instead of what you should do, which is go, he should, but Batman is a flawed enough character that he doesn't. But also, that makes up part of his morality. It's why him and Superman work really well, is because Superman shares that belief, yeah. right? But Zack Snyder was like, nah, what if he just did the thing where he killed guys? So the problem now is you set up a universe where next time Batman meets Joker, why doesn't he just shoot him in the face? Yeah. Because uh, he should, because that's the world they live in, because it's a bad characterization of Batman. <laughs> now, that's not to say it can't work, because you can have a Batman who kills people, but it can't work in the world that they've been building, because it, you just paint yourself into a corner. Yeah. So, then on the flip side... It's the same shit where it's the, well, it's the fight at the end where he's fighting Superman, and he's like... He's being all just like, oh, I'm going to gas him with the, the kryptonite gas. It's like, why don't you just throw the spear? Why don't you just open 
throw the spear. Well, beyond that, and just kill him immediately. Beyond that, after the after the first after this first grenade, Superman should be like, "Oh, those are kryptonite grenades. Better break the grenade launcher." But he doesn't. He doesn't. And, and also, also, Batman continue. He he doesn't use like any other grenades. Well, after no, that. the the thing he uses what, like two grenades total. The but this is the thing though is this, and I'll, I'll get to this in a minute. We're talking also, about why does Batman have grenades. <laughs> uh, he because it's a reference to a comic. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's another that's big really problem. That's reference. well, that's another big problem with that film but basically what happened was Zack Snyder Zack Snyder saw about eight panels of the Dark Knight Returns and went yeah I can do that yeah that's cool um, and then he went oh but what if Batman kill people because that would make sense in this world and it does don't get you know he's right but that's a bad characterization of Batman yeah you've built an uninteresting character which is you know but so that comes back to the Superman problem as well so there's basically that's the Batman paradox is that if you were Batman in Batman's world you should uh, you should be enacting on capital punishment because you're the world's greatest detective. You have a very, very, almost a 0% chance of being wrong. Yeah. So in that world that isn't our own, I'm not endorsing capital punishment, you should <laughs> kill the Joker, right? Yeah. So Zack Snyder is, you know, I get where he's coming from, but he's just missed, he's he's gone like, boom. He's, and he's wrong. Um, he's a little wrong. <laughs> so the flip side of that is that the problem with Superman that they actually explore in the world's worst Superman film, Superman Returns, um, is that Superman should theoretically, if he has the power, always save everyone. Which he does. He's yeah, a very he, quick... he tries. Yeah, he's very... He's... No, but he doesn't. Because he sleeps, and he reads a newspaper, and he has relationships, <laughs> and he... So uh... the problem with Superman... And this is what Zack Snyder was... He, again, this is... This is he was Zack getting Snyder's... at that in the film, yeah. But the problem with that is it's... F- ah, it's fucked. So, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's think about this, right? So, you've got a Superman. Yeah. It's also a great idea. But the problem with it is doing it rips the mythos apart. That's the issue. And that's what happened. So, you have a Superman who is... We open the film. He's been awake for 42 hours. He saves everyone every opportunity he can. Yeah. He has no life outside of... Because he should be, if, if that's... If the idea is it's the, you know... The greatest good is the, is the most utility for the most people. He should be saving everyone every second of the day that he can. Yeah. 42 hours, he hasn't slept, uh, he just wants to go to bed, um, but he can't because there's like, there's, saving like to do. there's a robbery somewhere, or the sun's yeah. falling off a bridge, so he's out there saving him, going at it. That's when you get a Superman who is like the one we saw in Zack Snyder's universe, who everything is a fucking chore for him. Everything, yeah. he's just dour and sour, and it's a fucking chore, but that's not what is good about Superman. That's like, that's like, okay, that's a fun one-off comic, sure, but like, Superman's fun because... He can save everyone, but you know what? He just wants to be a normal guy. He just wants to, like, he's like, I just want to have a, a girlfriend and an apartment, and I really like coffee, <laughs> and doing my job, going to work, being a journalist. I enjoy that. So I do that yeah. instead of saving everyone 24-7. Yeah. You know, whereas in that film, she was like, well, you don't have to save everyone, so, you know, it's a hassle. If, you know, the Mark Kent, she's like, you don't know this world thing. But then he goes, oh, I guess I don't. So everything I do for them is like, oh, it's a fucking chore. Yeah. So you kind of in, you inter- you basically have Zack Snyder misinterpreting both paradoxes of the characters, and what <laughs> at happens the when same you, time at the same time. <laughs> so you get a Superman who doesn't want to save people, and you get a Batman that kills people. And you get a, well, you get a Batman that also doesn't want to save people and kills people and kills people. Well, yeah, but that's, that's so so the problem it's, it's with not the main issue. So the problem with Superman is that he could save everyone, right? But yeah. he chooses not to, so he's effectively complicit in killing people when he is reading a newspaper <laughs> or having coffee with Lois. Sure. Or sleeping. Yeah. He's complicit in killing, right? In the same way that Batman is complicit in killing when he doesn't shoot the Joker and locks him in Arkham knowing that he'll escape. You know what this movie sounds like? What? Civil War. 
it's a similar idea. It's a, it's it's a similar He's idea. Do it properly in Civil War. Actually, yeah, it's it's actually kind of a similar idea. Um, well, Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne are very similar characters. They're both these kind of hot messes. I'd say Tony Stark is more similar to Superman. Uh, I disagree. So here's and here's why. <laughs> I'm just gonna move on. But here's why. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn, you look cool. Well, I here's why. So Tony Stark uh, is this guy who um, he was. Uh, he was he, an arms dealer. He was an arms dealer, so he and he he has a he, he gets a, captured. He had a job in killing people. Yeah, so he has he gets captured. He has this life threatening experience, and then he he's put he puts himself in a position where he is in these combat situations. He has no training to deal with, not just physical training, but mental. Captain America has been through the army. He's been in, he's been in Nazi Germany. He's got this sort of uh, this this brain of a soldier that he's trained and developed with, right? Yeah. He's he's prepared. You know, he knows what killing does to a person, but he's he's been he's trained to deal with it. Captain uh, Iron Man, however, uh, Tony Stark, uh, suddenly he goes from being this. You know, he has this reversal of heart, and he starts to make these Iron Man suits help save the world. Suddenly, you've got this guy who was a terrible person, you know, just a, a playboy p- philanthropist. He's in no way he's in no way built to deal with the real world. Yeah. Suddenly, has the power of life or death. He's killing people, he's saving the world, he's doing these crazy things, but he doesn't have that 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 structure, that training to understand how to process it. And so suddenly you've got this guy who is just really has no idea what he's doing in charge of like literally saving the world. Yeah. Several times, like super traumatic experiences, like that that Chitari thing where he throws the bomb into space, like that would fuck you up. Yeah, <laughs> and he does get fucked up. Yeah, but what happens is when someone says, "Hey, Tony, this is all of the shit that this is what's going wrong," and he goes, "Yeah, I know, like I know, like I know, like he's this alcoholic hot mess." His his wife leaves him, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, that sucks, Tone." <laughs> but like he fucks him up, that right? Sucks, tone. So like he's in this really shitty place most of his like adult life now, and what starts to happen is he goes, "Well." I am not equipped to deal with this. So what if, you know, there's this people, these people, these accords are like offering to help me regulate myself and help me make the right decision. I'm not built to know who to save and who not to. Yeah. I'd much prefer that people who are more qualified help me do it. So if you think of it like that, Tony Stark is sort of, He's like, I need you to help regulate me because I have, I don't, I don't know what I've got these yeah. suits and uh, I, I keep trying to save the world. And the time that I tried to save the world ended up nearly destroying it. So I need someone to help me do this thing that I am not equipped to deal with. Which I think is why it's kind of more similar to Superman because it's like he's he wants to save everyone. It's just the reason why he then can't save everyone is different. Instead of that's true. Instead of just being tired, he literally just doesn't. He doesn't have the capacity to yeah he's not built to do it mentally yeah. or physically or anything actually you're right there is there is there, there are big time analogs there yeah. particularly if you think about the way that superman then join he, he sort of joins and creates a justice league with one woman and batman because he needs other people to tell him yeah when to stop and when to do a thing and because he has no concept of that anymore because he spends so much time saving people and doing these <laughs> things he's like you know there's a great run of um justice league where the world kind of really, you know, Batman's there to basically do PR. Yeah. He's the guy that's, when they knock down a city by accident, he's like, well, they did it for the right reasons. But Superman has no concept of that, because he's like, oh, I had to destroy the alien, or whatever it is. Yeah. Same thing with Tony, where he's like, well, I almost destroyed the world trying to save it, uh, but it was for but the I right... I saved way. it! Well, <laughs> yeah, but I saved it, but at great personal cost to me. Yeah. You know, it, and that's an interesting thing about the... It's a similar paradox, where it's like, Writing a character like that and getting it right. So, like, Tony Stark, they get it right a lot. They get it wrong sometimes, but they get him right most they get it of wrong the in time. Iron Man 3. 
No, they get it wrong in Iron Man 2. two? They get it right in yeah. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, they... Well, they... Iron Man 3 was... They get it mostly right. Yeah. Um, they get it mostly right. That's sort of when he starts... That's when he kind of backs... He's slowly trying to back away from trying to save the world. Yeah. He's like, I don't have... I'm just a... Whereas Iron Man 2 is that, like, weird pubescent phase. Yeah, and, and that doesn't work because... It was like Spider-Man 2. Like it doesn't work because he's a little one. too excited to be Iron Man, and he shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, it's a weird... That film's a weird characterization of the Tony that we get to know who is this... So it's just one of the worst Marvel films. So far, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> just, bad. Yeah, yeah. It, they just missed the mark and all yeah. that stuff. But I think Tony's characterization in particular, I, especially after the events of the first one, yeah. um, he should be sort of a lot more timid, very timid, and sort of very like being Iron Man is like a big strain on his life, and he is hiding it well. You know, he's got these problems that he's dealing with in the background, but the characterization of him, he's a little too rambunctious and outgoing with his sort of Iron, Iron Man persona. Yeah, um, whereas he should be more like um, what he is in uh, Avengers Two where he sort of leads the team, but it's not its not a role that he really wants to be in. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, we'll, cap- we'll send Captain America to do it. I don't want to... Like, this isn't... Yeah. And like even, even, like, his own team, he's like, this isn't something that I can keep doing. We've got we to gotta build this other alternative so that someone, you know, the people can effectively decide what is the right thing to do and when to save the world. I don't want to... It's not something I'm equipped with to yeah. deal, you know. So that idea is the same as in BVS, where... You have Batman, who is this character, historically, who always knows the correct... He's like, the world's greatest... He always knows right and wrong. Yeah. He knows when the person killed the other person, they should be punished. He knows that shit. 100% certainty most of the time. You know? So, when you put a character like that up against Superman, who is like, I want to... He, he wants to save everyone, but he actually puts himself before other people because he wants this normal life and to stay sane. Yeah. They're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. That's yeah. why they're interesting together. Because you got one guy who sacrifices his Basically amazing, perfect him. life. Yeah. Millionaire, playboy, ph- philanthropist. <laughs> He's fucking Vicky Vale sometimes. He's fucking Catwoman. He's got this amazing life. Yeah. Sacrifices that to, to go into the streets and Gotham. help people. And then you've got Superman who sacrifices saving people to have this normal life. Yeah. So they're these interesting opposite ends of the analog. What fucking Zack Snyder did. <laughs> and I get why. This is the biggest problem. Is I'm so... I'm not an apologist for the film, but I understand where he's coming from. He goes, oh, well, in this world, Batman is going to be kind of... he's gonna, You know, Batman, they're going to be very simple. They're going to have these kind of, like, very atrophied... I don't really want to save people, but I kind of have You're to because no one else can do it. Christ imagery for both of them. And you're like, mm. Instead of what you should do, which is... <laughs> Superman sort of should be this kind of godlike character, yeah. and Batman is the guy that goes, yeah, but also check yourself. You don't know what you're doing. You're really irresponsible. You have no idea what it's really like to be a normal person. That's why I need. That's why we need. The, well, that's why the Justice League needs to happen. Is because yeah. you can't have a bunch of gods saving the world. You need the one guy who goes, yeah, but also you can't knock a city down while you do it. Yeah, you, that's why you need Batman. But in a world where both of them act like that, where they're like, no, kill, kill people to get my job done. <laughs> Suddenly, there's no conflict between them that makes sense, so you have to manufacture one. Yeah. But the thing, like, it's... So you can see the steps along the way where Zack Snyder kind of accidentally Wait. fell down. Like, he, you can tell that it's kind of like a slow accident, you know? And yeah, they, and, but then there's, like, some, from, some very obvious big accidents. I'm not talking about... Well, those those are just bad filmmaking. Yeah. But the the whole conceit of the film, you can kind of see how it's... Like, he kind of step, accidentally stepping stone himself into a corner. And it's this kind of weird thing where it's not that you want to apologize for how bad the film is, but he's kind of missed the meaning of both of the characters. But you can see how it happened step by step. That's the worst thing, is you can kind of break it down and be like, okay, I actually see how he got to the place he got to. And it would have been as easy as 
literally going to Jim Lee, who is like one of the best. He's working with the best, best and biggest Batman projects. Yeah. Um. Uh. Instead of just reading like eight panels of a Frank Miller comic and being like, "Hey, <laughs> is this what Batman should be like in this world?" Yeah. Or is this what Superman should be like? Really, after Man of Steel, Superman should be like, "I'm never killing again. I'm going to do everything in my power to save as many people as I can." Instead, because he snaps his odds neck, which should be pretty fucking traumatic. Yeah. Instead, he's like oh, well, I'd much rather have this life and I'm going to be really self-righteous about my journalism and all of this weird shit that makes no sense for his characterization in that world. Instead of that, he should have been like, I'm going to save everyone I can. I'm never going to kill again. I'm going to sort of try and rehabilitate myself to be better. Instead, he just goes, well, I've killed once. Fuck it. <laughs> and it's just not, that's not the no character. No going back now. There's a great comic panel. Might as well kill um, them all. Where, and this is like such a Superman moment. It's, I think Sans Pants Radio tweeted, uh, tweeted it at us a while ago in reference to the, the review that we did. Um, and it's a panel of, uh, it's, it's, it's a girl, it's like a teenage girl on a rooftop. Um, and uh, on one side is, is Superman. Uh, she's standing there and she's about to jump. And Superman lands. Um, and he's just talking to her. And he's just like, hey, look, um, your therapist really was. Your therapist really did, did get caught in traffic. You, you do have value and, 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 and there are people here in this world that really care for you. Um, and yeah. then, he, then he hugs her and kind of, you know, t- talks her off the ledge. He doesn't, like, he doesn't, like, lift her up and fly her off. He just kind of, you know, he's like, he makes her feel important and loved. Yeah. And it's a beautiful little moment in, in a Superman comic. And then the other side is the Zack Snyder version, which is the girl about to jump on the rooftop and the Superman goes smashing through the top of the building. <laughs> she gets, like, knocked off and dies. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's it's the most, you know, it's so accurate of what those two worlds are like. And the Superman, I mean, they're, that Superman that stands on the ledge, this guy that can, like, kill gods and, 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 and rescue people and move faster than, like, the fucking a, a bullet or whatever it is, just takes the time to, to just, just care about someone. Yeah. And that's really what the character is about, is the guy who wants to save everyone. Not the guy who couldn't save one person, so gives up on saving anyone. You know, it, it's it's... I just think, you know, Zack missed the mark, and it's not his fault, but at the same time, that's what happens when you don't have someone who's in creative control of your universe who isn't involved in the films. Yeah. You know, Marvel have their guy. They're like, hey, he goes, this, we can't do this because of this reason, because we did that in that film, and it contradicts. Yeah. But in... It's the second film, and it's too early. <laughs> well, they, I know, mean, that's... They, he's, they truly painted themselves into a corner now. That's the funny thing, because it is, it is so Please early. Please stop kicking. It's like, going to come up if you keep... No, it'll be fine. Footing your microphone. <laughs> it's like they they wasted so much on the second film because they're playing catch up so hard, and it doesn't help that there's so many problems. Well, the... like in the second film, like they really are gonna like for the next film if there is even if if there even is going. Well, I mean there is. They made enough money. Yeah. They're gonna make a new one. Mm. Like people are gonna hate well, it. Well, they're but doing they... Justice League, and they've got a Batman standalone. And then what? What Wonder Woman looks good. Oh yeah, one of them looks good. good. Yeah, but it's like they really are gonna probably like assuming they're smart, they're gonna try to sort of retcon. Well, they should. They, they should. What, the what they should do is just re- is reboot, do a soft reboot within the universe. Yeah, because it's DC, so you can do stuff like Flash, kind of like a you know Iron Man th- two, kind uh, of thing. sort of more or sort of a soft reboot. Yeah, like Avengers what, one, one of the better first like, Captain America film. Oh, yeah, right. what you would probably do is you would sort of um, you would have. The Flashpoint Paradox, which is... I think it's a film now, like an animated film. But in the comics, basically, like... Um, the the sort of all these multiple universes and... and yeah, and, and, DC. And what you would do... Well, Marvel do it too, but they're just less good at it. Um, well, Marvel don't do it as... Marvel just do different points in time. Uh, no, they do multiple. They're not in the films, but they have they have the worst case of, like, multiple universe oh. syndrome in oh, the Oh, it's the X-Men thing. 
It's the X Men. It's the X Men problem. It's the same problem. There's that. There isn't that. Yeah, it's the it's the X Men problem. So like they have so many different universes within the Marvel universe that it becomes like literally like you just there's no consequence for anything. <laughs> so then they reset it so there's one, and then they'll keep. But then there's keep too many people working on it, so they'll well you can yeah. reference other ones because it's like within continuity. But then they'll like make a new one because they need it for this one thing, and then it yeah. just like keeps happening. Just keeps blowing out so again. Keep, like, they, yeah. it blows like, out. God damn it, people! Back and it blows out. Whereas DC is really good at they just they just reboot. Um, so New Fifty Two was the latest reincarnation. Yeah. Um, but they did a soft. Well, it's a soft reboot where um, characters within the new continuity uh, know about New Fifty Two events, and uh, it's a different. It's sort of a parallel universe, kind of. So, like, the Superman of the new one saw the Superman of New 52 die, for instance. Yeah. So they know about each other, and they're aware of these multiple worlds. That's another thing annoying about goddamn... What's that? BVS, fucking Superman's death. Yep, second film, he dies. You're well, like, mm, cool, thanks. But that's... <laughs> but the reason that that is the only reason... So, the reason that doesn't work... Well, aside from... Because it's the second film. Not that. <laughs> no, because you could, because that would be a fun upset. It'd be like if you did a Superman film and he died in it. And you it's not really a fun upset, it's just an no, no, upset. It's like it, Death no, of Superman in no. the second film. It's it was like, a good, really? Yeah, but if it was a good film, it would, it would have been interesting. But what... Yeah, the, but it's not. But the problem... Well, the reason it's not is because something more interesting for Superman as a character, as a consequence for fucking up, uh, or for not saving a threat, is that idea we talked about before. So that girl actually jumped off the ledge instead of him being able to save her. Yeah. Um... And then he would have to catch her, and that is that for Superman would be like that's really like awful for him because he's yeah. like I couldn't I couldn't give this person hope, which is what I'm here to do. It's on your fucking chest. That's like his thing. <laughs> so like you know if or if or if he accidentally killed someone like accidentally through trying to save other people caused some. De- for instance, like in Metropolis. Mm, yeah. If if that had, like... He should be in, like, PTSD after the first film. But again, we're talking about the fact that he snaps odds next, so he's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But, but if you were going to do that well, what you would do is you would have him... You would have something happen to Superman that doesn't kill him that, for instance, uh, in some continuities, like, Lois will get killed or someone he knows will get crippled. It's like the Batman thing when Oracle gets paralyzed. Yeah. Well, Batgirl gets paralyzed. That's more interesting than if... Like, I don't know, Batman dies. It's like, that's boring. But suddenly, there is an ongoing consequence for your action. Same thing with Superman in that film. Instead of killing him, have, have like, a genuine ongoing consequence. Like, maybe you fuck up and it, it causes someone you actually care about. Like, maybe Mark Kent gets paralyzed. Or, um, yeah. or in the comics, like, uh, Papa Kent dies. Um, and it's like, oh, fuck. Like, that's crazy intense, you know? Yeah. He, he has a heart... One of the best ones is he has a heart attack. Some of the best continuities he'll have... Because Superman can't, can't save him. Um, so he, yeah. you know, he's there in a heartbeat because he hears the heart attack from like across the world. But he, he's can't there, do shit. but he can't do anything, and it's like that's the real tragedy of Superman. Yeah, not that he can get killed, and then like it just doesn't have consequence because he'll come back. Mm. So I think again, it's just that idea of like he's, you know, Zack Snyder has sort of got these this idea of oh, these are some interesting ways we could do these characters, and he's just kind of missed them on the highway mm. yeah. of what the characters actually are. And I'm not, I'm, I'm as as mad as I am about it. Um, I really want to see what. They give so Ben Affleck is directing the Batman standalone film, which is great for two reasons. Yeah, Ben Affleck good. is fantastic he's when he directs director. himself. Yeah, but he's even better when he directs himself. Yeah, because everything he directs himself in is fantastic, and he's just a good director in general. Yeah. So if that film is good, what will happen is they will give us a reboot in that world. What well, this is what they should do actually is they'll give us a reboot in that world, and then a bunch of Batman standalone films. Yeah, it's just Ben Affleck is back because that'd be great. And you yeah, get, you get like the most iconic storylines and you do you do them justice. You do like Under the Red Hood. You do The Killing Joke. You do all these things that are really iconic in the comics that are strong characterizations of this person who 
doesn't kill people and has this kind of code and and that's what makes him interesting not that oh he'll you know he'll 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 you know like that car chase sequence in the film where he sort of there's thugs oh, yeah. and then he blows up a bunch of cars and they definitely die <laughs> yeah they like de- and then superman busts his ride and see that like, and it's like what are you doing superman like just yeah, stop, just stop just just land at the back and grab the car and hold it till it stops that's yeah. a great superman moment is when someone is driving and suddenly they're not moving yeah. and they turn around and superman's just there holding their back wheels up yeah that's a great fucking superman no, moment he just fucking but he just bangs <laughs> it, he bangs the car like, for no why? reason that was a nice car dude but, and he also like, it just also batman was chasing the guys who had the kryptonite yes. so it's in Batman's best interest. No, it's in Superman's <sighs> yeah. best interest to let Batman catch them. And also, he would know that because he has super hearing and X-ray vision. He would know where the, he would be able to. Like, it just doesn't. Just, it just it just uh, misses the the mark of the character. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't know. I'm not mad about it. I just I just get I get how Zack Snyder made that error, but I don't get how no one else should have said, "Hey, not not maybe not now." A, maybe it was a uh, George Lucas moment it might have been yes but no one yeah. just no one stopped them they no one no one was like well, that, well that's that's what i was saying like they don't, there's no one above yeah. everyone supervising the whole cinematic universe well, it's not even about know? some being it's just people like with the next shot it's just saying hey uh this sucks shit you want to change it no one does that yeah no one says it and you know what it could be the case that the extended it could be that they do say it and he's like nah they'll be fine yeah well but he was yeah. also big enough that he could just be like no fuck fuck yeah. fuck off that idea <laughs> but it could be a case that the ultimate edition is actually a really good film no it won't be I know, but it could, but it could be the case. It won't be. I know, but it could be. <laughs> it, um, won't. it won't, but it could be. And that's, it could. I don't know. I want it to, I want it to be so bad because I fucking love Batman. Like that, it would be, yeah. how good would it be if the well, ultimate it would, was good? Well, it would be an interesting, um, if, if the what, ultimate edition, I think that's what it's super called. edition, I don't know. The if, R-rated cut. Basically. Yeah. If that ends up being good, it'll be an, at least then it'll be an interesting case study into how like how editing makes a yes. movie good yeah yeah definitely. like if it turns out to be like really good with the with whatever they add back in it'll be yeah. like oh good put whoa you're like what? well how do they miss how, the yeah first how do so they badly? fuck this up because, so bad for the m rating i mean I just, it's one of those things where people people accuse us people have accused us oh really <laughs> uh on twitter and via email of being very sort of anti-dc in general um, which is weird because I, mean, I, I, David fucking, I grew up on Batman. David like, fucking creams himself. Yeah, dude, over I fucking love DC. I, love me some I mean, I hate DC, um, but that's yeah. Like I fucking love my, Batman. Everyone knows my. Biases. I people are like oh, like, you're so negative about BVS. I wanted it to be good <laughs> so bad. Like I want nothing more than more good Batman films. Yeah, I, it's not, I, you know if I didn't give a shit about Batman, I wouldn't be upset at all. I'd be like, you also oh, wouldn't have gone comic book film. fucking midnight release and stayed yeah. until four a.m. Yeah, to get because and because I, I love that idea. And people are like oh, you so you. Do you hate these? No, I'm mad because I love that <laughs> world and those characters, and and it was not a great representation of that. So, yeah, I don't know, like that. But yeah, if, if you want to look into it, um, I'll put some links in the show notes for the like the paradoxes of those characters. There's just some really good articles on it um, that I was reading a few nights ago. Um, but yeah, I I didn't want that to be too negative. Um, but I just it's an interesting idea to explore. Yeah, we might do some more of these on some other films. Definitely do Civil War at some point because that's some interesting stuff. There. Yeah, it is. Um, but where can people find us? Oh, uh, Twitter somewhere. I don't know. DCM underscore works. Sure, good. Nailed it. There's a uh, red bubble somewhere. Red bubble. Uh, all that stuff's in the show notes. If you want to help support Facebook, us on I, Patreon. I yeah, we're on Facebook as well. Facebook, um, yeah. If you want to give us like a small donation on Patreon, we'd, we'd love it. Um, or check us out on YouTube. All that stuff is in the show notes. Uh, but otherwise, as always, we will see you guys next week. Goodbye.
It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. 